0: The basic business model is to offer low-priced air travel in a competitive market. BMI Baby aims to provide choice in its destinations and flight times, as well as a good level of customer service. However, the company is quite clear about the nature of its product.
1: We have to have low costs in order to be able to deliver low fares. Um, and for us, low fares drives market growth. Uh, without low fares in our market, we wouldn't be in a, in evolving in a growing market.
2: We have a base fare and a base service, which is to get a passenger from point A to point B. And during that travel, you have the possibility of bolting onto your journey any other options that you might want to take. Now that could be access to the lounge um, before taking your flight, meals on board, it can be uh, ensuring that you're sitting in a seat that has ample leg room, which is entirely at the choice of a passenger, so we're not forcing these options on people through the pricing, we're giving the passenger the choice to say, yes I do want it, no I don't want it.
0: Like any other business, the airline must understand its customers in order to ensure it provides for their needs.
1: I think one of the most important things that we do as a business is design our product, and our product in many ways is where we fly and when we fly, and that manifests itself in the form of a a schedule uh, which dictates what an aircraft does over the course of a day, and with 21 aircraft in our fleet we have a schedule for each of our aircraft lines.
3: In the construction of our flying program we have to try and meet the demands of the high-value business passenger and at the same time satisfy the needs of our leisure customers. And the way that we achieve that uh, in general terms is that we we will operate the aircraft out of one of our bases starting around about 7 o'clock in the morning, it will fly two short domestic or short international sectors and then it will operate a Mediterranean flight um, and then it will return in the afternoon, a new crew will take over and we will operate generally four short sectors in the afternoon and into the evening and that is the way that we optimise the the flying programme to get as much um, value as we can out of the aircraft asset between seven o'clock in the morning and around about eight o'clock in the evening.
1: We have in the form of our aircraft very high value assets and those assets generally don't cost us any more um, with increased utilisation so whether we fly one hour per day on the aircraft or twelve hours the lease costs on the aircraft or the ownership costs are identical. That generally means for us that we will aim to get an average of about 11 to 11.5 hours of flying per aircraft per day. In theory we could get more from the aircraft but then you start to come up against limitations which are operational in nature and you also need time for the aircraft to be back at base having the, the daily maintenance done on them as well. So whilst commercially we'd love to be able to fly around the clock, our operations people want to take care of the aircraft and that's quite understandable.
0: Maintaining high capacity utilization without sacrificing a reliable schedule requires careful planning.
3: Our approach is to um, build our backup capacity into our into our flying programs. We build fire breaks between the early shift, what might be loosely term the early shift and the late shift to ensure that if we pick up a delay in the morning that it doesn't knock on throughout the, the entire day. Contrary to to popular belief, um, airlines do not have airplanes sitting in hangars uh, waiting for the moment that something goes wrong. Um, The cost of having an aircraft permanently available as a backup would run somewhere between a million and a million and a a half pounds a year to maintain that aircraft.
1: I think one of the aspects of building in redundancy or, or, or fire breaks into our programme uh, is that quite often you look at that as a, a lost revenue opportunity. But there are huge costs to airlines, especially with new uh, European regulations, about how you need to compensate and, and refund passengers when things go wrong. Like all operational businesses, we can't expect to be perfect all the time, but we have a very low tolerance of significant delay because the passengers have very low tolerance of those delays. So if people have a bad experience, they may not return to us.
3: Repeat business is very important. We take note of feedback from our cabin crew as to the needs of the, of the customer on board the aircraft because those, those needs are often expressed directly to the, to the cabin crew. So they are our uh, customer-facing staff and so their feedback to us is, uh, is very valuable. And the cabin crew have to be very flexible to deliver a different kind of service to the business passenger who travels the first thing in the morning, the leisure passenger who travels halfway through the day or the other leisure traveller who's going away for a stag night in, uh, in Prague.
0: The company measures its operations performance principally in terms of flight punctuality. There is a definite financial incentive for ground services.
2: We measure performance on two sides. One is on the operational side, uh, and that comes mainly down to on-time performance. Um, Each minute that we're late leaving an airport is 50 pounds, and that's a sort of standard uh, throughout the industry. So we measure that on a daily basis. The other side of the key performance is more difficult to measure uh, on a daily basis um, and I'm talking about things like the time that the bags are delivered from the aircraft to the baggage belt, uh, the number of bags that are lost. Now these are things that we'll measure over uh, any given period of time and there we can only look for trends as opposed to um, a one-off bad performance indicator.